Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppe with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I am Layla Mutin, your host. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I have counseled patients and clients all over the country. If you'd like to make an appointment with me, I do in-person, telemedicine, Zoom, all of that, you know. Uh, Call the office. Liz will set you up. That number is 212-779-1744. Again, that's 212-779-1744. If you don't already subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine Newsletter, you can do so. It's free. It comes out once a week, typically Wednesdays, midweek, you know. You may unsubscribe at any time. Just go to drhoffman.com. That's www.drhoffman.com. Click on subscribe. It's up on the upper right-hand corner. We don't use your email for anything else. You will never get spammed by Dr. Hoffman nor I. So, and I love your, your questions, your topics of interest. You can email me to radioprogram at aol.com. That's radioprogram at aol.com. I want to talk to you about nutrition and mental health. I know I've covered this in various, you know, over the years in many, many ways, but it merits repeating because it can be that important. Um, In times of uncertainty, robust mental health can be challenging to maintain, right? Uh, A lot of large-scale disasters, traumatic uh, events that affect populations have been followed by increases in a range of mental and behavioral illnesses, including depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. During this COVID-19 pandemic, effects from social distancing and isolation, and I think that's the big one, combined with increases in stress and anxiety, may result in short and long-term mental health consequences. And clinical strategies that include 
nutrition interventions can have really potentially powerful impacts, not only for chronic mental health disorders, but also for a patient's overall mental health, mental wellness. So with regard to diet quality and mental health, depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. And I remember back in the day, over 10 years ago, when I was doing my nutrition lectures at the Hoffman Center, uh, that food and mood was one of the big topics. And this, this quote is still true, that depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. And in the United States, anxiety disorders are common, affecting approximately 40 million adults every year. And I know that number has gone up, especially since the crazy lockdowns in this country and all over the world. Psychotherapy approaches and medications are standard first-line treatments that is really suggested for clinical depression and maybe generalizing anxiety disorders. But in addition, the emerging field of nutritional psychiatry suggests a relationship between diet quality and mental health and considers the use of dietary and nutraceutical interventions to address mental disorders, and to potentially improve patient outcomes. Recent research suggests that while nutritional habits, dietary patterns, and quality may all impact overall mental wellness, they may also be modifiable risk factors for mental disorders. So, for example, conclusions based largely on many different studies suggest that routine consumption of a Western-style, highly processed diet increased the risk of developing symptoms associated with depression and anxiety. And in contrast, those observational studies suggested that, that the risk was lower if an anti-inflammatory Mediterranean-style diet was followed. That's what we're talking about. So a balanced diet of vegetables, fruits, healthy fats, proteins, and whole grains may help bolster mental wellness for management of daily life stress, anxiety, and grief. Further, dietary patterns such as regularly scheduled meals may also prevent mental health issues. I'll tell you what, having regular meal times is critical to maintaining stable blood sugar levels. I have seen way too often in my practice how unstable blood sugar contributes to anxiety, depression, irritability, and other mood disorders, even emotional lability, crying jags, things like that. It's caused by low blood sugar and hypoglycemia. And for clinical treatments, research continues to suggest that foods, nutrients, and overall diet quality have the potential to ease symptoms 
of mental disorders and improve patient outcome. I want to talk to you about certain foods that immediately come to mind that you would do well to remove from your diet if you have issues with anxiety, depression, mood, irritability, all of the above. The first one is sugar. Sugar will destabilize your blood sugar. Sugar will cause raging highs and crashes in your blood sugar. That is blood sugar destabilization. Sugar also is an anti-nutrient that destroys your magnesium levels and your B, your vitamin B levels in, in the body. And what do we need for good mood and to alleviate anxiety and quell depression? We need B vitamins and, mag and magnesium. We need fish oil. I'm going to get to that in a, in a moment. But sugar depletes these very critical micronutrients. So stopping sugar will only benefit you. The removal of gluten. Gluten is a 33 amino acid chain that could be very hard to digest, may wreak a little havoc on digestion, can cause a leaky gut, that can spur on inflammation. And we know that inflammation is now associated with mental health with mood disorders, with depression, with anxiety. Inflammation is. And gluten can propagate inflammation. You want to stay away also from dairy. I'm not talking about lactose intolerance. That's different. But even if you don't have a true dairy allergy, dairy can feel addictive. Like gluten, and especially wheat, Dairy hits our opioid circuitry in the brain. That, that same circuitry that's responsible for, you know, the endogenous uh, morphine that we secrete, right? So we're talking about the neurotransmitters responsible for calming us down. Dairy and gluten kind of hit those receptors, those morphine-like receptors, Casomorphines is what they're called. Casomorphins is what they're called in, in, in the setting of dairy. And that's why I've known people who crave dairy who really believe they can't live without dairy. They find it so soothing. And it's those casomorphins. It's hitting that opioid circuitry in our brains that's causing us to calm down. And of course, after that calmness passes, it's time for another hit of cheese or your glass of milk or something else, right? You want to stay away from genetically modified foods. Staying away from genetically modified foods. You know, this is, this is a, a one big planet experiment, these GMOs. They should be classified as, as uh, pesticides themselves. When you're eating GMO corn, that GMO, that GMO corn has been bred, has been grown to withstand way more glyphosate and Roundup, way more herbicide, way more pesticide, but especially herbicide. 
So that GMO corn is really being slammed because that GMO corn is not going to wilt from all the excess herbicide it's being sprayed with. It's meant to withstand it. It's almost an, it's almost a, an herbicide on its own. What is that doing to our gut? What is that doing to the villi in the small intestine? What is that doing to our microbiome? A variety of things, I'm sure. And many of them detrimental, I'm also sure. So you want to stay away from those. Let's talk about mitochondrial support in omega-3s. Now, specifically, with regard to what happens with bipolar disorder has not really been specified. The pathophysiology of bipolar disorder has not been specified. However, promoting mitochondrial function and enhancing dietary quality may provide therapeutic benefit and alleviate some depressive symptoms. A, a double-blind randomized control trial with 181 participants with bipolar depression found no difference between groups that were either treated with 2,000 milligrams a day of N-acetylcysteine, that's NAC, that's NAC, which is a potential agent for mitochondrial biogenesis, NAC plus a combination of nutrient agents or placebo. Yet a sub-study of that randomized control trial assessed diet quality and found that participants with better diet quality reported reduced general depression and bipolar symptoms, and they had greater clinician-rated improvements, regardless of which experiment treatment they received, with, with the NAC or not. And further, researchers suggested that the combination treatment that included additional mitochondria-supporting nutrients potentially tampered any adverse effects of pro-inflammatory diets on participants' reported cognitive function. And know this, that the American Psychiatric Association recommends omega-3 supplementation as an adjunctive therapy for mood disorders. I'm very happy to hear that. And that includes bipolar depression, noting potentially greater efficacy with treatments of EPA alone or EPA and DHA together if the EPA dosage levels are higher in the combination, and which most fish oil supplements are. They tend to be higher in EPA than DHA, but you take them in combination, which is the way to do it. And to test efficacy of DHA alone, a recent randomized controlled trial explored DHA as a monotherapy for bipolar disorder. And although the, the trial was small with only 31 participants with bipolar disorder and 15 healthy control participants, the researchers found that after 12 weeks of DHA supplementation, that was about 1,250 milligrams a day, versus a placebo of corn oil, no significant differences between the groups on cognitive functions were reported, except for testing of emotional inhibition. Quote, healthy dietary patterns 
and higher quality, higher quality diets have been associated with lower levels of depression and better mental health in children. So this is important, right? Adherence to a Mediterranean-style diet has been associated with a reduction in the risk of developing depression. Improving diet quality has also been investigated as a potential treatment for depression with promising results. Two smaller randomized controlled trials from 2017 found that improving overall diet quality by adhering to Mediterranean-style diet reduced depression symptoms for study participants. This is important. Now, when I say Mediterranean-style diet, that is not a low-fat diet. I'm not talking about the American version of what's being touted as a Mediterranean-style diet that's telling you to eat low-fat food. No. We need fats for our brain and to balance our hormones, promote brain tissue growth. We need proteins. We need the amino acids for all of our neurotransmitters. We need amino acids and proteins, and we need healthy fats. So in no way, shape, or form should you be on a low-fat diet and expect not to feel depressed. This is the case. And I often wonder, with the advent of the low-fat diet, you know, back in the 80s and stuff, that we saw more and more soaring rates of depression. And now, with 40 million Americans suffering from depression, not just from outside circumstances like the pandemic and lockdown and poverty and joblessness and isolation and all that kind of stuff and any other stress in your life, whether it be job-related, relationship-related, grief, losing loved ones, anything like that, any kind of a stress or trauma. But we need the fats in our diet to help balance the hormones to deal with everything that we're dealing with, to support our brain function. This is absolutely imperative. So we need to be eating more healthy fats. And it's important. Our diet quality is important. And get this, the relationship between nutrition and mental health has also been discussed as bi-directional with dietary choices not only possibly impacting mental wellness, but mental health states potentially affecting dietary habits and food choices. For example, when you're stressed, are you reaching out for some broccoli to, to nibble on? No, that's not going to soothe you, is it? You're looking for chocolate. You're looking for chips. You're looking for pie. It's not a salad you're after to soothe your mood. So your stressed mood or your low mood, and especially if you're an emotional eater, you're not making yourself a salad to eat emotionally, are you? You're grabbing the ice cream. You're going after stuff like that. And specific to depression, to depression and anxiety, the role of the gut-brain axis and status of the gut microbiota has recently surfaced as a potential consideration and component for future diet, depression, research studies, and clinical nutrition interventions. So in functional medicine, this is what we do. In integrative medicine and nutrition, it's always about personalized nutrition interventions because these are the key components 
to therapeutic strategies that address chronic mental health issues and a patient's overall mental wellness. Considering a patient's lifestyle factors and imbalances helps to identify the root cause of their mental health issue. So this is very, very important to take into consideration. I can't tell you, I've had more than a handful of patients who suffer from schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, who did amazingly well when they removed gluten from the diet. Gluten. And especially those with gluten allergy, gluten intolerance, and especially I've seen in schizophrenia, the removal of gluten has been life-altering. They regain their mental health. And there was that one case study I remember of the one person who went gluten-free, was great for years, and she started eating gluten again, unfortunately, for whatever reason, we don't know, and wound up with schizophrenia, unsupported, and pretty much homeless. It's very, very sad. So we have to take into consideration nutrition, because garbage in, garbage out. Can't say it any simpler than that, and that includes how we feel, our emotions, our mental health, our balanced mood, all of it. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Protocol for Life Balance, offering a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for relief of occasional minor aches and pains of overexertion, ache action, MSM, and hyaluronic acid. This suite of products may help to support a healthy response to normal physiological stress and promotes a balanced response to joint stress, flexibility, and mobility. They're backed by solid scientific data and available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.